So on three released their new rankings and Alabama, well, they get some good news. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome back into Locked On Bama, Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel, and thank you for making us your first listen every single day. You guys are the absolute best. Jimmy, your uh, company over there, on free, released their new five stars. They actually released their whole new uh, updated top 300 players, and um, boy, some Alabama guys got some bumps. Mm -hmm. The Bama bump is alive and well. I hate the Bama. I'm, I enjoy talking about it. It's kind of silly to me because it's so logical. Like I point out to anybody that gets upset about it is, you know, the on the field results have justified a Bama bump over the years. Has it not? I mean, uh, maybe Alabama does recruit uh, the best players because the on the field results suggest that they do. Um, and again, uh, I give everybody the silly analogy all the time. I can pare it down to a few seconds now, but hey, if a high school team played across the street from you and uh, you heard, wow, Troy has offered a kid across the street from you, you ought to go watch him play. I go, eh, I don't know. But if somebody says, uh, Iowa has offered a kid that's right across the street from you, you ought to go watch him play, you might go, huh, Iowa, that's in the Big Ten. Maybe I ought to go check that kid out. Is he a punter? <laughs> That's, that's that's what I get for picking random programs with you. But yeah. the point being, there's no such thing as an Iowa bump, but you got more interested when I said, hey, this kid's got an Iowa offer. So that that's literally the entire basis of why Alabama and Ohio State and Michigan and Texas and, and, and schools, Georgia, uh, you know, when, when they make offers, kids get bumps. And, and, and it only makes sense. They draw eyeballs when those schools are interested in a player. It draws eyeballs, draws further analysis, and that's what explains it. But I think did not uh, Charles Power in the rankings department at On3, is Alabama maybe number one right now? Um, I think they're number might two. Be number two. Okay. I was hoping they'd go up to number one, but you know what may have cost them? If, if Julian Sayan hadn't, I think losing that oh, five-star yeah. in Julian Sayan, if Sayan hadn't, hadn't flown the coop, Maybe they uh, stick at number one. Obviously, we replaced him with the five-star in Ryan Williams. Uh, but, uh, gosh. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I'm into recruiting rankings. I'm going to study it once now. When it's complete, I'm going to study the heck out of it because I think it's very relevant to understanding college football landscape. But uh, I'm not like a lot of fans that are just dying to be ranked high. To me, it doesn't matter. To me, what matters is who signed with you and how good are they and, and, and I do realize there are opinions out there, and I want to know those opinions. But, hey, whether Zay Mincy is the number 14 prospect in the country or the number 74 doesn't change who Zay Mincy is. Uh, I just want to know how good of a player Zay Mincy is, and I can decide that for myself. And then, then we get to see him in the, in the fall. Um, one guy I'm not even finding anywhere in the rankings because we're going to talk about some more. Uh, the other guys that uh, Alabama had that moved up, I'm, you know, and I just said this, I'm not going to even say what I was going to say 
because I realized why I'm not seeing it now and I just screwed up. I'm not going to tell you what I would have screwed up because that's very unprofessional. Telling on yourself? Not going to tell on yourself. It would tell on myself and I'm not doing that. But um, so I do want to talk about Ryan Williams though. Here's something that's interesting. There's going to be a little bit of controversy. Um, First of all, uh, on the on three rankings, this is not crazy. They have Jeremiah Smith, number one, uh, the wide receiver out of Florida. Fantastic player. Uh, seen him in the All-American game. Looked awesome. DJ Lagway at number two, mm. I think, is a little shocking. I mean, it's not crazy that they're five-star, but I probably would have Julian saying higher, even though Alabama's not getting him anymore. And then they have Cam Coleman three, and that's where it gets interesting for me. Look, I get it. Cam Coleman's a fantastic player. I would have him a five-star, too. I personally like Ryan Williams a little better. Um I just think Ryan Williams may be a little more dynamic, but I think Cam Coleman is awesome. And I think it does speak to how good the wide receiver class is this year when Ryan Williams is technically your third rated wide receiver. And the number one player in the country is a wide receiver in Jeremiah Smith. It is an incredibly deep wide receiver group. I don't get as upset. I I mean, there's a lot of people on our BOL board not happy about where Ryan was and thought he should be above Cam Coleman. I would just say I'm not defending on three. I mean, any, anyone can have an opinion uh, about that. But, you know, Ryan is a, a full year younger, didn't play a senior year. What would Ryan look like next year, you know, as a 12th grader? He'd just be unbelievably dominant. But he is a, an entire full year younger than these other kids he's being ranked against. And, uh, hey, uh, what if I told you, uh, I mean, who's the top sophomore quarterback? in the country. Uh, I'm talking about in college football. Juju Lewis? Or are you talking no, about I'm, I'm talking about college football. Um, mm. Let me think off the top of my head. Who would be – oh, well, uh, Quinn Ewers. Okay, um, let, let's just say Quinn Ewers. Um, Quinn Ewers is very likely to be the number one quarterback in, in, in next year's draft cycle. He's likely to be the number one guy. But what if you took him out of last year, the, next year's draft cycle, and put him in this one? Is he going to be ahead of uh, of 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 Jaden Daniels and uh, and Caleb May- Caleb Williams and Drake May? No, no, he's not. And and in likelihood, he's very possibly not because he's a whole year young. We haven't seen enough of Quinn Ewers. He's got a whole year of developing left to go before you have to put him on draft boards. I would say that's kind of like what's happening with Ryan Williams. I mean. Uh, I think Ryan's had he stayed in high school, he might have ended up being the number one player in the country in, in next year's group. Maybe he might have ended that way. But we've taken him out of that group and put him with a group of of older kids. And when he went to the national all-star game, he was dominant. I don't know that you would say he was the best player on the field. Uh, you know, so I, I'm I'm fine with docking him a little bit over the reclass. Look at Jaron Stevenson, our basketball player that was reclassed. He's he struggled a bit. He's still promising. He's still great. Boy, if he was playing high school basketball right now, he'd be killing people. But he's not playing high school basketball. He's playing college basketball, and it's a bit of a struggle for him. So I, I get uh, that Ryan will be docked a little bit over the reclass. Doesn't change who he is, what kind of player he is, or how excited we should be. Uh, and by the way, being the eighth-ranked player in the whole country, it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's hard to complain about that. I do want to talk about uh, the rest of the Bama guys. Also want to talk about a couple of guys from the state of Alabama that uh, raised my eyebrows. 
a bit of a delayed response there from my computer. Uh, but right now I want to tell you about eBay Motors, eBayMotors.com. That's where you want to go. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is always also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, you're not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that big old win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. So some other Alabama guys uh, that moved up, and this th these were impressive. We talked about Ryan Williams. He goes to eight. Zay Mincy. Uh, goes to number 17. Okay. Okay, Zay Mincy. Most under-talked about star player in our class, and it's probably due to – it was a bit of a surprise to many when he, when, it, when it was Alabama, and it was late, so we hadn't really fawned over him like we should. Uh, Zay Mincy, an incredible prospect. By the way, projects at corner, projects at Husky, projects at safety. Uh, versatile talent. Wouldn't would, shouldn't shock anyone if he's a starter in the fall. Not really. Especially now. I mean, Alabama misses out on Jabbar Muhammad. Um, you know, uh, Terry on Arnold's gone. Kool-Aid's gone. Kool and uh, Grimsley didn't he, – he ended up going. Grimsley's gone. Board. Caleb Downs, even though I know he's a safety. But, uh, but I mean, Zay Mincy could play safety. Sure. Um, then Caleb Odom moves up to a five-star. All right, Caleb Odom, I see you. Uh, tight end, going to five-star status. Was O.J. Howard a five-star? Yeah, I think, I think he was. was Should have been. Too. I think he was. He had unbelievable measurables, and I don't think we have a 40-time from a verified camp on Caleb Odom. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I think it's great that Caleb's a five-star. Let's see how he handles playing at the line of scrimmage. That's, that's going to be the tough thing for any – tight end who's basically a big wide receiver prospect. But what I'm hoping for Caleb Odom is, uh, again, this is a hope. It's not fair. But can Caleb Odom give Alabama the same production that you would have got out of Amari Nablack had he returned? Uh, okay. I, I don't I don't think that's a crazy ask, but it's not fair, but it's not but it's not crazy. All right. I hear you. I, I would phrase it another way. Can Caleb Odom get close to the production we all thought Amari Nyblack would give us? Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, I, I've said it before. I, I think Nyblack's a fantastic player. I think he's an NFL player. But I think his, his reputation was more than his production. Yeah. yeah there and wasn't that, a lot of That may not be his fault. That may be maybe Jalen Milrow didn't look his way enough. Maybe the plays weren't called for him enough, whatever. But I still think that's fair. It is. And here's one thing getting on. Let's get on to people here a little bit because I've been reading this a lot. You know, all last offseason, all of us, including me, me and you were spearheading this charge. Run the damn ball. That's what we want to do. RTDB, Seth McLaughlin even got the hat. A lot of y'all ordered the hat. Run the damn ball. We wanted Alabama to run the ball, and they did. They came out in 12 personnel, which is a we're going to run the ball formation. 
and they did run it more than they did before. Even had the quarterback running 20 times a game against the good opponents. So they did run the ball more. Now, fast forward a year. What are people complaining about? You know, we're losing wide receivers because they didn't get enough targets. We didn't throw it to Nye Black enough. We didn't throw it to Bond enough. We didn't throw it to Burton enough. When are they ever going to throw it to Kendrick Law? I thought y'all wanted to run the ball. And they did. So you can't do both. You can't say run the ball more and throw it more, right? I mean, it's just math. So I would just tell folks, yeah, I, I agree that I would have liked to have seen Nye Black caught more balls. I would have liked to have seen Isaiah Bond catch more balls and throw more to the backs. But the fact of the matter is we wanted to run the ball more, and we did. They did what we asked, and, and we're still complaining. I guess that sounds like football fans. Yeah, and here's the other thing. Like if you if, if you have uh, if, if you have a lot of production, if you have a lot of catches out of all these different guys, and even if you have a lot of carries at the same time, you're like, well, we don't really have a lot of big plays. We're sort of dink and dunk. Because if they if everybody's got a lot of catches, then you yeah. probably aren't getting a lot of home run hits. And you're like, yeah. well, why can't we complete the deep ball? Whatever it is, people are going to complain. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast, especially. I got into it on the board. One thing that drives me nuts, you know, Jameer Gibbs had such a big game. And, and I've seen this, this, uh, gosh, we, we wasted Jameer Gibbs. And, and I read that and I'm like, he was our leading rusher. He had the most carries by far. He had like 40 more carries than any other back. He was also the leading receiver. So we gave him the ball more than anybody else on the team. We threw him the ball more than anyone else on the whole team. He had almost 200 touches. And we helped make him the number 12 pick in the draft. I, I don't understand what people want. I mean, you know, you wonder. We've given him the ball more. I guess. Don't you want him the ball the most? Was don't you wonder good. how Jameer Gibbs in that whole era would be perceived if he had made that catch against Tennessee late? That's a great point because, I mean, for as much as, you know, uh, Jameer was awesome and he was awesome and every player's entitled to make a goof, but uh, boy, that Gibbs drop. I mean, that cost us the Tennessee game. So did six or eight or nine other plays, uh, any one of which. That's the one I the remember. Game. But that's the one a lot of people remember. And it was. It was a touch to Gibbs that just didn't work out. Then the ball touched the ground. All right. So final five star uh, number thirty one um, is uh, Jalen Mbakwe, and uh, he so he moves up into five star status, which is huge. And um, look, he is a resident gump, and we appreciate his gumpedness. And he is a, a bammer through and through, and he's going to be a star, I think. So the the defensive back lineup Alabama has coming in unbelievable. And then one other thing I want you to comment on Jimmy is the, uh, the fact that, uh, gosh, uh, I've just, I blanked for a second. I'll have to go back here. Jordan Ross from Vestavia yeah. Hills. He moves to number seven player in the country and he is a five-star. Yeah. A couple things about him that, cause I think it's extremely interesting. First of all, I do like Jordan Ross as a prospect. I think he's really, really good. Uh, just my personal opinion. I don't think he should be ranked that high. I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's that good. That that's that's Jimmy talking, and, and Charles and, and the re recruiting ranking people are better at this than me. Uh, but I'm just, in my opinion, Jordan's not quite that. Uh, but he is an a, a really good prospect. I don't know all the details there. It's a little bit of a Cam Coleman situation, a little bit, but. 
here's here's how I'll explain it. And and not enough people take this advice, not enough that should. If there is something weird in recruiting, let's say you're a pretty smart football guy and you know how this all works and you're an astute observer and you see something in recruiting that doesn't make a lot of sense to you, like how's Jordan Ross seven and Alabama didn't really recruit him? Uh, here's an explanation that solves basically all of that. And that explanation is NIL. When, when you see something weird that doesn't make sense to you, assume it's NIL and move on. <laughs> and that's that's my advice here. It just, yeah, there's a lot of weird results out there. And some some guys are, look, we have to start looking at this a little bit like we look at free agency. A lot of us are Major League Baseball fans or NFL fans, and you, you have a favorite Major League team, and you want a shortstop, and the number one shortstop is on the free agent market, but he wants $30 million in six years, and he's 30 years old. And your smart general manager goes, I know y'all want this guy to be shortstop, but I'm not giving $180 million guaranteed dollars to a guy who's 30 years old, and I'm not confident that he's going to be the same player at age 35 he is right now at 29. So I'm not doing it. Um, there are similar decisions made regarding NIL. Some kids some kids are, aren't worth what the price tag is. And in the estimation of the general managers, that make these decisions at the college level. We got to get used to that as fans that, Hey, yeah, some kids are good. Some kids are good enough, but you're not going to pay that. I mean, it's just like we all buy cars, right? And we all want a car and you go into the lot and it's 10,000 more than you think it should be. You're probably not going to pay it. So there you go. Yeah. And um, I mean, I think that there was also, there, there didn't seem to be a lot of mutual interest from the jump. Uh, from him and from Auburn and from Alabama, which is a little weird, which NIL may totally explain, but that would mean Tennessee was NILing him before anybody else, because I never heard a lot of connection with Alabama and Auburn with him from the jump. Yeah, it's not quite Cam Coleman. There was, and uh, I can confirm, there was interest on Alabama's part and Auburn's part, uh, but that interest didn't really get off the ground. Make make of that what you will. Okay. Makes Unlike Cam Coleman, who just didn't, communicate with Alabama very much. That's a different situation. He just didn't have an interest in Alabama for whatever Well, Cam Coleman has actually said, here's the other thing. Cam Coleman has actually said, if Jimbo Fisher's not fired, I'll go to A&M. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where he wanted to go, and I think he's got relatives out there. But to me, it's like maybe the ballet. I mean, you might tell me, hey, Jimmy, this is the best ballet in the whole world, and you can go for free, and it's right down the street, and it's just – and it's the best ballet. I'm, I'm like, I don't want to see the ballet. I, I just don't want to see it. I think no, that's I'll, what Cam Coleman was like with Alabama. Like I, I'm just I'll, I'll, I'll get you. At, I'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings. Let me know when the ballet's over. Um, <laughs> I think that's how Cam told Alabama. I'll be at <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings in College Station or Auburn, but not, but not in Tuscaloosa. No, not in Tuscaloosa. All right, Jimmy, we're going to start your roster ranking when we come back. But you know, I got to tell everybody about FanDuel. It is Super Bowl time. It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs against the Boo, the 49ers. Boy, I hate that the Lions didn't make it. Uh, but happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. You could have done that yesterday in the uh, – 
uh, in the AFC and NFC championships. That would have been a ton of fun. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three or four or five or six or seven. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and how uh, how who's going to do the scoring, all these different things. New customers join today and get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of five with your first bet of five dollars uh and if that wins just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up as fanduel.com slash locked on make every moment more with fanduel america's number one sportsbook jimmy are you still there well i think i have lost jimmy for just a minute um and I'm going to uh, start his countdown for him. At least I hope I am, because it seems like uh, everything is good on my end. So hopefully Jimmy will be right back. And I say I'm going to start his countdown for him. I don't know what his countdown is. That's how little preparation we did for this podcast today, because I like to be surprised um, by Jimmy and his countdowns as well. So I think Jimmy had a bit of a technical difficulty, and he's back now. Jimmy, are you back? I am back. I think that was on your side because I was still Could've getting been. emails and stuff. And so I think uh way to okay. screw up the podcast. Could have been. been. Um I blame it on um mice. Mice probably in the building. So start your roster countdown now because sure. now we have very little time. Well, uh I started at number uh, I ranked the roster uh on BOL on three, right? A, a new thing every day. We can go over it here. Um uh, it's basically kind of jived up with the start of spring practice. So it started about a week ago. Uh, I started with number 57, meaning there are 57 players on the roster who have either returned from last year uh, plus transfer portal guys. Cause I only want to rank guys who have played college football, either in a game or on the practice field with Alabama's players. This is not about, we're not ranking true freshman early entry guys against college football players because we haven't seen them play college football yet. So this is about returning guys and uh, transfer portal guys who play college football somewhere else. So uh, I started at number 57 and uh, 57 for me was uh, Jaron Hamilton, uh, wide receiver from Gainesville, uh, quiet red shirt year. Now that does not mean Jaron Hamilton's uh, the expectation shouldn't be high for some folks. Doesn't mean he won't be a significant player. Got a heck of an opportunity this spring because uh, some of the wide receivers that we signed won't be showing up. So I think there's only going to be eight wide receivers on scholarship out there this spring. Heck of an opportunity for Jaron. It's a new staff. Uh, the offense is wide receiver friendly. So this is a guy that right now I put at the bottom at number 57. But when we do a post-spring ranking, who knows how, how, how high he might shoot up. Uh, he's just 57 now because – uh, this this ranking won't be super kind to red shirts who we haven't seen much of, and uh, of all the kids who redshirted, maybe we could say that that uh, that that maybe his was the most quiet redshirt. But uh, again, that it doesn't mean much for the future. And I had to start with someone, and I'm still uh, happy this kid's on the team, and he's got a uh, he's got a heck of an opportunity this spring to get upwardly mobile on that depth chart. So at number 57 is uh, Jaron Hamilton. Um, yeah, so let me tell you what I think about Jaron Hamilton. The first yep. thing I thought of when you talked about him was I know he's really fast. Like that's sort of his thing. And I'm thinking that's a guy who could break out uh, under this new system. 
Yeah. I'm thinking like if you're a wide receiver on the team, you got to kind of feel like this is a fresh start, yeah. right? Nickname's Turbo, by the way. I don't think they give that to the the slow guy. <laughs> unless you know, unless it were ironic. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funnier if they did. But no, his nickname's Turbo. It wouldn't be so funnier. He's going to be well next year. We have Turbo Rogers joining us, the running back, uh, the 2025 running back commit. So we'll have a couple of Turbos. It'll be very confusing when it comes to making dinner reservations or dinner time. Hey, Turbo, and now you got two guys showing up. And then of course you got the one slow guy that they ironically call. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Or he get there. He just right. gets there much later. Yeah, um, some some walk on from Huntsville. Hey, Turbo. Can okay. Quit calling me that. Well, so so we'll leave it there, Jimmy, uh, mm -hmm. with your rankings. And I want to say one other thing about basketball. You know, a, Alabama has moved into the AP top twenty-five again in basketball. Number twenty-four. It's going to be an interesting week. Um, you have you're at Georgia at a weird time at five thirty. And let us not forget a couple a couple of years ago, Alabama was Georgia's only SEC win, um, the only yeah. one they got. They were one in 17, and the one was us. So we owe them a little bit. But let's also say this, George is pretty good. I mean, they're not they're not the best team in the country or anything. They're pretty doggone good. It won't be a shocking upset like last time. Last time was a shocking upset when kind of a low point of the season for Alabama. There is no shame in losing to this Georgia team in Athens. They're legit good. That uh, They got a dude, uh, Blue Cane. Yeah, he's got hops, man. He was he's dunking shocking. all over Florida. He's, he's shocking. A, he's a freshman, I think. He's he's good, and yeah. uh, of course, Abdul Abdul Rahim Rahim Rahim. Rahim. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, he's a heck of a player. They yeah. they got some dudes. Oh, Melendez. R.J. Melendez. Yeah, yeah, he had um he like he averages ten points a game or something, and he had over thirty against Florida, I think. So yeah, I'll be totally honest when I say I know they're good. Because I can name three of their players in college basketball. That's saying quite a bit for me. Uh, they, they change the rosters out so much, it's hard to get used to who's playing. But I've I've seen Georgia enough to, to name three of their players because I was like, uh-oh, wow, uh-oh, wow. And yeah, they'll, they'll be a tough opponent home against Mississippi State Saturday. Got to go one and one this week. Yeah. Two and oh, and boy, you're starting to talk about a sweet seed in this uh, big tournament. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.